Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome to 321 No Kidding. Bobby the Awesome here. It is Tuesday, March 2nd in my world. And before I get into our readings and thoughts for today, I just want to put this out there. If you're listening in either real time or before March 6th, uh, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, I guess, there is what's called a speaker jam on Saturday. It's actually from 10 a.m. to noon on Saturday, March 6th. And it's virtual, of course. And the info is on my LinkedIn. It's on my Facebook. But it's open to the public. And there's going to be some speakers from the Center for Problem Gambling here in New York. But if you're interested, there's no requirements. It's free. You don't have to say if you're a gambler or not. If you're just interested in hearing some stories and and learning maybe a little bit more about the center or recovery, you are all welcome and invited from me. And uh, I think it's going to be a great event. I'm not sure if I'm speaking or not. That's kind of on the fence. I wasn't in the original plan, but the boss is trying to add me. I guess we'll see what happens, but you're welcome to join us and I will try to get that information posted throughout the week as a reminder. Okay, so let's <laughs> let's go. March 2nd from the calendar <laughs> says, be selective in your battles. Sometimes peace is better than being right. OMG. It doesn't say OMG. I just believe that that's so true. I've gotten tripped up in the past before, though. So again, I feel sometimes like Debbie Downer when I talk about the other sides of these things. Like, I agree that we should be selective in our battles. I just would caution you to make sure that if you're finding that that you're in the same battles over and over again... That you're not fighting just to keep the peace. Maybe it's time to leave that situation. That's all I'm going to say on that. I, I think I think that's enough. Uh, all right. So what do we got out of the Body, Mind, Spirit book today? Here we go. Tom Hanna says, Tolerance and celebration of individual differences is the fire that fuels lasting love. Love is a healer of hearts and a forgiver of past. Love waits until we are ready to share and never threatens to leave if we aren't good enough. Love encourages our growth, wanting us to be all we have in us to be. Love is a resting place and safe haven at the end of a stormy day. Love protects solitude, and in solitude we find God. Love doesn't demand times, word, or promises, but is delighted at being together and sharing space. Love is kind in all things, especially in honesty. Love freely speaks its mind, not to hurt and control, but to share, inform, and connect. We can live today by giving this kind of love to each person we encounter. Our reward for this giving is the growth of our own honesty, kindness, and willingness to forgive, and the love we may return to us, and the love we give may return to us. Today, let me trust the love that comes to those who act lovingly. I feel like there was a direct correlation in it, with the love and the picking your battles and keeping the peace in some 
some extent. But I'm going to be completely honest. My brain wandered a little when I was reading this. I don't know why. And, and it wasn't just to talk about this. It just started wandering. So I'm going to go through this again just to make sure that I'm getting what it actually means. It's the healer of heart. Love is the healer of hearts and forgiver of pasts. It waits until we're ready to share and never threatens to leave if we aren't good enough. This is one of the call outs I think I have on this reading. I think that they're talking about unconditional love on, on some levels here. It encourages growth, wanting us to be all we have in us to be. It's a resting place and safe haven at the end of a stormy day. Maybe it's not unconditional. Maybe it's just knowing that you have these safe places in love. And this could be, maybe it isn't completely unconditional love because maybe some people just don't have that capacity. But knowing to be surrounded by people that do love us and support us is is what I'm hearing. And it doesn't say it in here, but maybe that love comes from higher power. Maybe it comes from the rooms. Maybe it comes from friend and family. Love protects solitude, and in solitude we find God. See, my brain was wandering because I didn't even notice the God word. <laughs> love doesn't demand time, words, or promises, but it is delighted to bring us together and sharing space. That sentence right there reminds me of being present. If we're in a moment, especially around people we care for, and we're present and we're engaged, then we have the opportunity to feel love. If our brain is racing and we're not in the moment and we're not engaged with the people around us, we're not going to feel that love. And trust me, if your brain is with the bet or in the place of the bet, you're not going to feel love either. Those places can't give us this, this love, this delight. Love is kind in all things, especially honesty. It freely speaks its mind, not to hurt and control, but to share and form and connect. And that's, I feel like that's a practice thing. I think it's a self-awareness thing. And here's what I mean by that. I love lots of people, but it doesn't mean that giving them an honest opinion on things or being honest with them won't do damage and won't come out across like it's in love. So I think there's some mindfulness there that we have to think about, not to hurt and control, but to share and form and connect. And like I'm struggling with that literally in this moment. I might have told you yesterday, but I got screwed up. I didn't get sleep yesterday. I'm really behind. I'm a little bit stressed. I know it'll be fine because I always pull it off. But I kind of want to be like, hey, you acted like a jerk the other day. And it really screwed me up. <laughs> but that's not acting in love. So instead, and this is this is actually really about keeping the peace instead of being right. Like I need to have that conversation about how this impacted me and what I'm feeling. And I also need to take ownership for my own actions in this. Like I should have just freaking shut the phone off. I should have not responded. I should have not let the guilt 
of unresolved stuff caused me to lose sleep. I know better than that, but yet I still acted that way. So I own a lot of it and I'll, I'll take the, I'll take that. But in order for it to not happen again, I need to share inform, and connect on the topics. And if they don't suit me, then I guess I can love from a distance. <laughs> we can live today by giving this kind of love to each person we encounter. Our reward for this giving is the growth of our own honesty, kindness, and willingness to forgive. And the love may return. Now, I don't think we need to love in order to gain return. But there is something about how we feel when we look in the mirror. If we are treating other people with this love and kindness and honesty. And there's nothing really more rewarding, I don't think, than giving and and receiving love and feeling it, not just saying it, not just maybe doing actions in love, right? Like you might do things for your kids or your significant other or someone because you love them, but it doesn't mean like you're feeling the love in the moment. So be mindful of that. Think about, think about, just being a loving person. I mean, that's a huge part of why I get, I'm trying to get rid of that H word out of my vocabulary because I don't want to hate anything. It's the exact opposite of, of love. I'd rather love and completely love and feel that it's genuine to give and receive and, and stay in that place of love as opposed to in igniting those feelings of hate or dislike. Like I can, the things that I used to hate when I used that word on purpose or unintentionally actually, I don't need to hate those things. I don't need to give them that much attention. I don't need to give them that much emotion. I could love them and they just don't serve me and I don't need to participate in them. That's... That's a recovery way of looking at it, in my view, because the hate is one of those things that I think can destroy us, which is why I try to not do that anymore. There's there's nothing that important, and some of it is just me breaking the language because I've used that word for so long, but really, I can't think of a single thing that I really hate, even the things that I'm passionately in disagreement with, such as lying or, you know, hurting other people intentionally. I don't hate that. I dislike it. I choose to try to not live that way. And because I believe that everything happens for a reason, I kind of have to accept it. Maybe I don't have to love it or give it gratitude all the time, but I can accept it and let it just be. And that's that's loving myself, right? And giving myself the freedom to be that way and to not live in the negative space because that's what hate does. It just fills our freaking bucket with negative stuff. And that doesn't serve any of us. And it doesn't help us stay away from the bat or the thing. So, all right, beautiful people. I love you. And I hope that... You will consider joining us on Saturday. And as always, I thank you for being here. And I will talk to you later.